It's another episode of M-Class Podcast, kids. That's my favorite show. It's on the TV. Crank it up. Tell your parents. Buy their, steal their credit card. Oh, shit. We're, uh, we're definitely going to be in trouble. I'm, I'm glad. Fuck authority. I'm Jeff. (laughs) I'm Josh. And uh, on this program, we talk about an episode of Star Trek in excruciating detail, and uh, I guess you listen to it. We give episodes of Star Trek a colonoscopy. That's when they look up your pee hole. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh. I don't like this comparison at all, to be honest. It's like when they look at up your butthole and then they're like, all clear. They look up your butthole and down your pee hole. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> That's how the plumbing works. It's all connected in there somehow. <laughs> uh, on this episode of M-Class Podcast, I would be proud to announce our newest collection. Yes. The Ben Beeler Defection Collection. Oh my god, the alliteration rhyme. Wait. I love it! It's not alliteration, it's just a rhyme. No? It, it, the Ben Beeler part is Ben Beeler, that's, there it is. You were smart, you just didn't know. I was smarter than I thought I was. Uh, ben Beeler, also known as Desrath, is a patron of ours, and on patreon.com slash podcast, you can suggest us collections and we'll do them. We have to. It's like a contract. It's the law. We will get thrown off the internet if we don't do what you say. The law. So the law. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> so give us your I was, money. I was doing uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, the law. And then they have to do the cross-dressing part. I should have done... The Sylvester Stallone Judge Dread. The law! The law! <laughs> the law! Oh, God. We should watch that. Oh, fuck. Maybe we, we will. Watch that. Maybe we'll oh. watch that. <laughs> I saw that in the movie theater. Oh, my God. I actually did. S- no, I didn't see that one in the movie theater. I remember Damn. seeing that. Like, there was like a string of like really fucking amazing Stallone 90s movies. It depends on how you look at amazing. Yeah, there was Demolition Man. <laughs> well, Demolition Man is legitimately amazing. I fucking I love, love that movie. That movie. Uh, oh, Cobra man. came out in the nineties. <laughs> no, Cobra was eighty-seven. Oh God, you know Garrick was in that. I I did know that, but I don't remember. I don't think I've seen Cobra in he, probably twenty. He years. plays the shitty police officer who's super by the book. And then Just like Garrick. Cobra punches him out at the end of the movie, and you're supposed to feel good about it. He also married Bridget Nielsen because of that movie. Oh, yeah? I think they were married for like two days. Jesus. And then he was and then like, she oh, married yeah. Flavor Flav. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, she was married Bridget Nielsen. Ooh. I thought, that's my Sylvester Stallone impression. It's just like mumbling. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh. That's mine. Yeah, oh. yeah, I was in that movie one time. With her, like, <laughs> her name was Virginia. You'll see it. And she was <laughs> it's like he's on that show right now. <laughs> he is. He's my roommate, actually. Oh. Yeah, man. I was just coming downstairs to get some milk. You know, first. <laughs> I was going to drink six eggs, you know, so... It's so... It's, like, so addicting to do. It's it hard. really is fun. It's hard to stop. 
Uh, anyway, the Defection Collection is all episodes about defectors defecting. If yeah, you don't know what like, that is, look it up. I'm not going to explain it to you. Yeah, it's like a political term. <laughs> and uh, ironically, or fittingly, we're going to be yeah. starting with the Next Generation episode, The Defector. I mean, we really nailed the landing, or the start. Wait, it's, what? It's the start. We, we really nailed the uh, the run-up here. Um, ben Beeler actually suggested all the episodes we're doing, except the Enterprise episode we're doing. Which one's the Enterprise one? Oh, shit. Now I don't remember. But anyway, if, if you would like to know what what episode it is, you can head on over to our Twitter, which is at Podcast, and take a look at our pinned tweet. I'm doing it right now. It's called Demons, and it's fairly late in the series. I don't remember this uh, one at all. We'll talk about it in several episodes from now. <laughs> Oh, it's this one. But we're instead today we're going to be talking about the Defector, which is uh, season three, episode ten of TNG. Uh-huh. It is written by a little unknown writer you may have never heard of, named Ronald D. Moore. Yes. Who uh, you you may know a little bit of background information about because he uh, was the genius mind behind Deep Space Nine and wrote. All the best episodes. And that's pretty much all he did, according to Jeff. Yeah. He did some other show, like Babylon 5 or something. But yes. He did Babylon 5. More Babylon. I watched it. This is another fucking tangent or whatever, right? That's like, fine. Everybody, everybody loves it when we don't talk about what we're supposed to talk about. So mm-hmm. I watched an episode of Babylon 5 on TV the other day. It's on uh-huh. the Comet Network, which you can get th- with rabbit ears. Yeah, Comet. I know Comet. And, yeah, I told you about it is why you know. Yeah. I taught you the truth, showed you the light of shitty old sci-fi shows. <laughs> That's the light. But I watched an episode of Babylon 5 on it, and uh, there was a Victorian man who was torturing a woman... Uh, yeah. For the entire episode, and then at the end, it turned out that he was time displaced Jack the Ripper. So I'm guessing that show is fucking aces. Uh, I watched that entire series, and I can tell you literally nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was all reading, I, know, I was reading a synopsis of like all the characters, and even the Wikipedia page can't tell me who the main character of that show is. I, I, there isn't one. I guess it's the the commander who turns into the president later. Uh, yeah, but he's I not in it I, for ninety percent of the show. I know he just like takes vacations and he's like, I was Tron. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I used to send. Did I send you that gif of or that clip of uh, them being on like the the gray alien on trial? Yeah, you abduction? did show that one to me. <laughs> That one is hilarious. It's like the funniest thing that shouldn't be funny of all time. It's so good. It's pretty uh, expertly crafted. And then, like, I expected something okay in the in the episode I saw, but it was just terrible. It was just awful. I don't. I'm, I don't want to like over speak or whatever. But like, there's <laughs> there's a there's a couple of seasons that deal with like a bigger kind of like a Borg like war. Sure. That that get good. Uh, and that's really the only thing I remember. Well, I mean, there are episodes that if you didn't know anything about, like, Star Trek and you tuned into, you'd be like, this show's fucking terrible. Why do people like this? Yeah. So, it's yeah. probably the same thing. Like, Babylon 5 eh. was super popular for a reason. 
Yeah, but I think this is like a whole other topic. We're not going to get I into feel this. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's only popular because like it really, for a long time, was like the one of the only things, right? Like uh, could be. I don't know. There's um, there's a lot there, but like it takes a it's a real fucking slow burn, dude. Um, this episode was written by Robert Shearer, who wrote um a ton of episodes of TNG, a couple episodes of Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's really super of note for him is that uh, he was nominated for an Emmy three separate times. Did he win one? No. <laughs> well then, get. Fucked. He, you uh, Emmy-less bitch. Could you imagine that? You get nominated three fucking times and you don't win yeah. one. Yeah, I, can, I, I think that happens a lot, right? Probably show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to note, uh, probably above all else, that he directed The Measure of a Man. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, this episode's great, too. I don't have to, like... like bury the lead here or whatever yeah i guess i guess we know how you feel about this episode now i mean i've i've talked about this episode on another show that i uh, used to do called uh what was it called <laughs> i have to remember the name of your old show <laughs> it was called syndication station. station that's uh, we talked about this this was like one of the first ones we did and uh this episode's great <laughs> just go listen to that episode this one's over now <laughs> bye <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Yeah, listen to only M class. That's the only yeah. podcast you ever That's need. That's the listen only podcast to. you need. Um, this. So Ronald D. Moore wrote this. I think that's very important to keep in mind because, not to pull a Josh or anything, but this episode's really fucking great. Yep, I just said that. <laughs> so let's let's hop right into it. Let's. let's I can't l- believe Ed Sheeran's dad directed this. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. If you think about it, it's crazy. You know what's crazy to think about is what Ed Sheeran looks like. <laughs> that is actually crazy. <laughs> he looks like uh he looks like this guy I used to know when I lived in another town whose name was Seamus. <laughs> I think you've he told me like, that before. <laughs> he looks like that guy. He reminds me of him. My girl my ex girlfriend worked with him. So everybody gets like, that reference, right? He looks like Seamus like, from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was always like, this guy looks weird. He he does. I look, never said he that, does so look weird. Me. I feel bad making fun of how somebody looks, but come on! But come on, Ed Sheeran! Come on! I mean, you're famous. Be <laughs> handsome. What are you doing? Trim your eyebrows. Like I'm handsome and I'm not even famous. I know. Get your shit together. Get it straight together. Anyway. Uh, this episode begins with a Shakespeare play where Captain Picard is both watching and playing a character somehow. I always thought that was great because, like, you know that uh, John Luke Picard, uh, played by John Luke Picard, yeah, same guy, <laughs> Patrick Stewart, was like, "Hey, um, I really want to do some Shakespeare," and they're like, "All right, I guess we'll figure out a way to do that for sure." <laughs> That's probably where the holodeck came from. Probably, he was just like, can dude. I do Shakespeare on this? And they were like, eh, we'll figure it out. I think, like, the funniest part about it is that they put him in, like, super cheeseball makeup mm-hmm. to look like a old English, like, battle-scarred guy, right? And it's like, this is Star Trek, and all they did was put, like, shitty, goofy-ass makeup it's on. It's a little bit better maybe- than Data, Who's wearing a yellow page boy wig and everything else is just data. 
<laughs> yeah. It's it was it's such a weird scene because usually if an actor is playing a character in the holodeck, yes. it's the character it's playing the, character. the other character. Right. But it's but not this, this time. But this is supposed to just be another guy. A it's, holodeck yeah, guy. It's the holodeck guy who just happens to look like Captain Picard. I do have a headcanon for that. Oh, really? The headcanon is that... Data made him that way? No, that's a previous performance, like a recording of Captain Picard playing that character. Like a Mario Kart time trial of him. Holy fuck, it's a Mario Kart ghost! You're right! Yep. That's great. You put it in terms I understood. (laughs) I made it so people understood it. I know video game... Um, but, like, Data's trying to learn about the human condition, and Picard says the best way to learn about the human condition is through Shakespeare, which I feel like a lot of high schoolers would disagree with. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a very British interpretation of humans, but, I mean, I guess he's, like, one of the greatest, like, writers of all time, but... I've never read Henry V, which is what this play is that they're doing. I enjoy Henry V, uh, I enjoy the, like, Story more than I enjoy like the I don't know I think Henry V not uh, for me is like the most accessible Shakespeare. There's a Maybe. lot of Shakespeare where you're. I like, mean I've never read it so I don't know. Just Wh- like the lines like that like they're under more understandable to me. Like I get like the the poetry of it more maybe sure know. i'm not like big in the plays so i don't know do you have a favorite <laughs> shakespeare play though because uh, mine is macbeth yeah i macbeth's all right i don't, I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> fuck you shakespeare much ado about nothing i don't <laughs> midsummer's night dream is pretty good that's a good one yeah <laughs> Um, but you know they get interrupted because they've they found some unidentified like spacecrafts are coming out oh. of the Romulan neutral zone. But I wanted to say, sorry, I don't. Oh no, co- go ahead. I want to say like uh, the subject matter of Henry V is like super on in this episode. Like Henry V, like uh, so Data is like the king, right? The, 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 yeah, he's I, I, he, like they explain what was happening in the scene yeah. for like uh, shitty laymen who don't know for anything dummies, like me, like dum dums. Yeah, <laughs> so I was thankful for that that they were like, yeah, he he dressed up and hung out yeah. amongst his troops to learn about their fears and stuff. I was like, oh okay, I'm not yeah, stupid it's the night anymore. Before, it's the night before like this huge battle and like Henry the Fifth like really loves his his troops and he's like. I need to know what they're thinking, and I need to get in their heads, and I'm a good king. That's, like, the point. It's, like, it, to die for a good king. It's a very old... Uh, yeah. It's way, interesting way that he's, king. like, oh, yeah, I would gladly die for the king, and these two guys are, like, nah, dude. What? Yeah, yeah, because he's, like, the king, and he's, like, why wouldn't you? And they're, like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you're the king because of, like, birth, dude. That was a yeah. fluke. Like you, you tripped into that one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it fits into the subject matter of the rest of the episode very well. Which I love when they do this shit. I, like, I love it. Like, so. all the best episodes of Star Trek have a B-plot that relates very heavily to the A-plot. Yeah. This episode is mostly A-plot, though. There's not a lot of B-plot. I don't think there's, like, any B-plot no. in this one. It's, like, you just get this little teaser bit at the beginning that plays into the rest of the episode. Right. Which is very Ronald D. Moore. Yeah. Like, Ronald D. Moore is, like, a no-frills kind of writer. Like, he wants the story to be 
and like the characters yeah. especially to be yes. the main part of the story like everything else that happens is secondary some would say that's what makes him a great writer. Yeah. like They would be Josh Henderson. <laughs> I wouldn't say no frills. It's probably not the way to put it. it, it Bo- nothing's superfluous. Down. Yes. It's like it's a very distilled version yeah. of this. Yes. I feel is, like I would like to know the editor of this episode as well, because it's a very tight episode. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. And he was like, Your body's a wonder. I don't know what it <laughs> That is not even is. the same song. <laughs> I don't know. They're all the same to me. All he, he got his face caught in the editing machine. In the <laughs> that was very God. mean. That was oh very mean. God. Is that what really happened? <laughs> I'm sorry, Robert Shearer and your son, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> um, so Picard uh, goes up to the bridge and... Uh, there's a Romulan scout ship about to cross the edge of the Romulan neutral zone into Federation space. Yeah, which is illegal. It's there was a treaty of Algernon. Of Algernon of twenty three eleven or oh nine. It's one of those. I think That's it's. I, I think it's oh nine. Treaty of Algernon. But I'm probably wrong. I'm 2311. Only... <laughs> Aha! I was only remembering what you told me, fucking bitch. But anyway. Your the... body is a <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I love that song, man. All but... that stupid music that I love. Uh, but, like, they get hailed by the scout ship, and he's like, please, please, I seek asylum. Please help me. Please help me. Yeah. And... Like a Romulan warbird decloaks behind it and it starts firing on it, and they're like, What the fuck is going on? <laughs> they actually say that, which is crazy. <laughs> and then they all shrug and look in the camera, and then the credits start. And they say, Boy, this Star Trek is crazy. <laughs> this sure is a crazy Star Trek we're on. <laughs> I was gonna say, then the theme tonight. <laughs> God, we have been together too long. This is this is a problem. This is a serious problem. <laughs> uh, anyway, like the warbird's firing, and Picard's like, "All right, red alert. We're gonna we're gonna try and call the warbird and be like, hey, cut it out." But they won't answer. And yeah, they're just shooting at this little other tiny sh- warbird, like a shuttle warbird. Yeah, it's a scout ship. Yeah. So they you bring can play the sh- those scout ships in Star Trek Armada 2. Man, I haven't thought about Star Trek Armada in a long time. Those are good games. Well, we got to stream video games at some point. Maybe we'll do that. Oh, man, I wouldn't even know how to do that. It, it might be like... Dude, old computer games... Playing old, old computer, computer games, games are, are really difficult. Like, I want to play Elite Forces. Yeah. I really want to play Steam. that, but... I think you can do that on Steam. Um, anyway, they they raise the shields and they extend them around the scout ship mm-hmm. to protect it. Because if they fire, if the Romulans fire on the Enterprise, that's war. Yeah, maybe. so they immediately turn around and leave, which is very suspect. You'd never trust a Romulan. Look, I'm gonna get a little uh, racist here. <laughs> so, yeah, well, let's not get racist or anything about these green-blooded hobgoblins. Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> super evil, and all of them are terrible. But- <laughs> Jesus Christ. That got, like, really, really bad there. We got a spacist up here. Space racist. We'll see if they stay that way, though. I don't know. We haven't finished the episode yet. No. They definitely won't continue to be shitty forever, but... Not forever. 
they uh, they figure out that the um, the life support systems on the scout ship are down. So they beam the sole occupant on board, and um, when they go to the transporter room, he's, like, all burnt up on one side, and he's all, like, got a janky arm. He looks like Ed Sheeran. Aww. (laughs) This is gonna be a bully-heavy episode. If you're not into bullying, don't listen to this episode, everybody. (laughs) He's got red hair. I can make fun of him. (laughs) He's like, I need to see the captain, and they're like, No, you gotta go to sick bay. You got Ed Sheeran burns. And he's, he's like, like <laughs> He's like, I don't know who that is. He's like, There's no time. He's like, very upset. Yeah. He's like, I'm a logistics officer, Lieutenant something. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Does he tell a name? Yeah, he tells him a, a name. I don't remember. I don't remember either. The name. I don't have the thing. I didn't look up. The he's thing. like a filing clerk or something. He's like he's a logistics clerk, right? So yeah, like he, he does. He's like, like I've got vital ev- information for your everyday life, <laughs> and that was a reference to all that. <laughs> oh my god! Remember that? I didn't think it was all that. Uh, I did. I didn't. I liked it when it had salt and pepper on. Oh yeah, that was cool. Um. And Spinderella. Spinderella. DJ Spinderella. Oh, I love Spinderella. She never got the play she deserved. No. <laughs> DJs were getting phased out at that point. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were like, we don't need somebody to, like, push the button. We can just, like, do that. <laughs> yeah. But, it, it like, he's like, look, the Romulans are fucking pissed off because they got spanked at the Battle of Chiron. Yeah, they did get spanked by that. And that they're battle. like... They're like, we're done with the Treaty of Algeron. We're going to take over all the planets with our evil death rays. Yeah, so they're, they're Nelvana 3, right? It's yeah. It's like, there's going to... He says that they're building... The Romulans are building a base on Nelvana 3. And, and Riker is like... We have like listening posts, like, and we didn't like pick up on this. Like, so yeah, Riker's how already we, like, yeah. How could we not have picked up any information about this at all? Like, you yeah. can't build something directly under our noses that we wouldn't know about. Yeah, like there would be like all kinds of signs. Like, yeah. there's no way. But like, he's like, well, we did, and it's gonna be operational in 48 hours. Like, we have no time. You have to believe me. Yeah. And he's like, what is it? Two days. In two days, there's going to be a fleet of Romulan warbirds that are going to swoop down and just murder your whole family. It's crazy. Fifteen sectors, which is a lot, I think. It's crazy amount of space. Like, Think about it this way. When you see the map of Star Trek space, and they have the squares... The, squ- the cubes? Yeah, yeah the, the squares are sectors. And fifteen yeah. sectors. It's a big area. It's, it's, it's fucking big. crazy. Oh, Sub-Lieutenant Sitall. Yes, Sitall. They they finally take him to Sigbay, and he's like, so you're going to want to question me later, right? And Picard's I like... I love this. I love it. Picard's like, yeah, right. He says, he's like, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> like, he already, like, like Sitall's, like, pissed. He's not being taken seriously. I... Uh, ooh, it's so good. Like, the subtext is so good, because, like... Like... This is after the whole Admiral, what's his name incident, the other guy who's, who may or may Tomalock. not show up. Tomalock. Mm-hmm. So, the, Picard and everyone's like, they're, re- they're getting 
they're used they're getting used to this Romulan shit, right? Yeah, like, Romulans trick you into making yeah. the first step so that they can pretend like they're being attacked. So Picard is like super poker face. Like he is just like, well, okay. <laughs> he gets fucking heated later in the episode, but he right does. now he's super poker face. Cuz like who even fucking knows, right? Like, yeah. this whole thing is fishy as fuck. The like, thing is, like, he's faced with an insurmountable decision at this point that, like, either yeah. way could cause war with the Romulans. Which I which I love because, like, you know he's not going to make the first move. Like, mm. out of all the ships and all the captains in Starfleet, like, the Romulans super fuck up because Picard isn't there. And there's no accounting for how smart he is. Although like, they, they do make the first move. They just cover their ass, but we'll get to that. Right, right, right. But LaForge is, like, psyched because he's like, finally I can see some Romulan technology, right? Yeah. Like, send us over to that ship that we saved and I can pick it apart and we can learn some weaknesses. Right. And then the ship fucking explodes good instantaneously. Thing nobody, good thing nobody was over there. <laughs> Like, the secret word for the day, the Pee-wee's Playhouse secret word, <laughs> was Romulan technology. And it just fucking explodes. <laughs> and Cherry flies out the window. And like, Cherry, no! <laughs> you know I saw Cherry in real life? Really? Cherry was in the Met... No, the Guggenheim. That's awesome. I went to the, uh, the guy who who's an artist who I don't remember his name... Uh, who did all the artwork for that show and all the props and stuff? Oh, I don't remember. Had, he did the. He, there's a documentary about him called "Beauty Is Embarrassing." Hmm. Uh, he did the Smashing Pumpkins Tonight Tonight video. It's a good video. He, he did a bunch of shit. Uh, REM video. He did. Um, I saw the original Kermit. <laughs> That's definitely not him. <laughs> Kermit. That's his girlfriend. <laughs> What's her I name? Think her name Josh? is Pigzilla. Pigzilla, that's her. Ah, I'm a bitch. I'm a but I'm a puppet. Wow. <laughs> We're just upsetting fans of Ed Sheeran, fans of Miss Piggy. <laughs> who's the fuck? Who's a fan of Miss Piggy? Nobody. Everybody loves Miss Piggy. I don't love Miss Piggy. I like Kermit. I prefer Rizzo. <laughs> Wait, no, the Rizzo the rat. <laughs> I like the Pepe, the new one. That oh, they, I liked him. Pepe's not new. He's the shrimp, but he was relatively new. Yeah, well, he was like in the movies. I like in Muppets from Space when he is invisible or whatever, and like he walks by the guy smoking. He's like, "Smoking is bad for you, okay?" And the guy's like, "What?" <laughs> that's that's a good part of that. That movie. is a good part. Uh, anyway. Uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, they... <laughs> the ship explodes. Yeah, and so they all go to sickbay to talk to, um, Sub-Lieutenant Setal, which is sure. definitely his name. Ed Sheer. <laughs> and he's like, look, I'm not a traitor. I blew up my ship so you couldn't, like, learn our secrets. And they're right. like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're not off to a good start here. That's yeah. what they're like. They're like, this is not a great defection by yeah. any means. And Setal is like, Dr. Crusher, it's cool that you know Romulan medicine, and also you're very attractive in this episode. He says that. Yeah, he says that with his eyes. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I had some experience. and Sucking Romulan wieners. No, she looks right at Worf who sucked the wieners. And he's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Worf's like... Bleh. I'm Worf. I don't. <laughs> that, 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 that was a Worf. That was the Chancellor. 
I'm the Chancellor. <laughs> that was a uh, different Chancellor. <laughs> chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> but um, Worf's like, how the hell did the clerk know about what happened at Galarnan Core? Yeah, because like he, uh, it's such, it's a smart move on Crusher's part because she says like. Oh, I've had some experience. Like she gets it out of him. Maybe yeah. she doesn't do it willingly, but if she does, it's really genius. Because like she may be, she may be playing good cop. She does yeah, that several she, times. She could be the, the series. Good cop. Yeah, but um, I love the name Galorndon Core. It's a big fan. Great name. <laughs> but um, Sital like starts calling Worf like a patak and shit. Like just oh, yeah, cursing, cursing him out. Him. Calls him a coward, which is like super not a good idea. Yeah, but Worf leaves instead because Riker's like, "Hey, why don't you not kill this guy real quick?" Yeah, don't kill this guy because that would suck. But then Riker like insults him in Romulan. Yeah, which is great because he fucking stepped to his boy. He's not gonna. Yeah, let him do don't that. fucking talk to my boy like that. I'm not gonna let a Romulan Varul say that about my <laughs> Worf. My love. Um, but Sital has like a weird moment where he's like, "Ha ha ha! I l- I like that wharf." Yeah, it's oh, man. And then he's like, "He's just the type of guy who could get us all killed." It's that's such a great line. It is. As, as soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh man, that is like the most true ass fucking." Shit. It is like, true, and it makes you wonder, right? Like this whole episode is a seesaw. Yeah, it's on one side of the seesaw is he is a defector from the Romulans. He's come here of his own free will, and he's trying to stop a war. Right. The other side is he is a spy. He was sent here with all this false information right. specifically to fuck setup. us all. Yeah, this is a setup, right? Do you ever find it funny that whenever we're talking about the Federation, we say us and we sometimes? No, because that's <laughs> how we. That's what we're we're on a space station, of course. We're, we we're on a, we're on a satellite. Satellite M. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I even asked that. What a stupid question. Where do you think we are right now? <laughs> on Earth? In our houses, which no. we don't own? No. Well, we definitely don't own them. But well, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but Riker takes Satala to his quarters, and um, Satala is like, I want some water. Yeah. And the computer is like, uh, what temperature? Right. And there's a there's a great moment which like plays into his characterization later, where he gives the temperature in like Romulan units. Yeah, whatever their scale is. And the computer is like, "Well, I need it in Celsius," and he gets Metric pissed Celsius. off. Yeah. Because and that plays into his character later because he's so, like, terrified of never seeing his home again. Right, and that moment makes him so mad because even the knowledge he has won't work now that he's not he can't return to his home. Yeah, it's a really subtle Ronald D. Moore esque uh, way of like subconsciously showing you like what this means for him. Yeah, right. Like, like he's got to learn. Uh, Celsius, which also, like, I don't know what Celsius I don't really know Celsius very well either, so... <laughs> like, uh, it, you know, so I was like, I also hate Celsius! Which, which you think, being born in the 24th century when we don't use Fahrenheit anymore, we wouldn't have learned it, but whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I mean, we should definitely probably be using Celsius, <laughs> if only because, like, everyone else fucking uses it, yeah. so, like, whatever. I've been trying to teach myself some of that, like, little by little over the, the years. The formula is like, n- five, nine-fifths times F 
it's minus just, 32 or something it's like It's really tough to retrain your mind when you've known something one way your entire life. Well, Fahrenheit is more uh, precise, honestly. Like, like, uh, so like 75 and 85 is a big difference to us, right? Yeah. But like, I think the difference in Celsius is like, like 25 to 28. So it's like, there's like more like room and that's and true time. there's no um one-to-one comparison between degrees you have to go points yeah which, like you could do but at that point like why don't you just use fahrenheit <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question rest of the world get on our level you dick the lower level where get we're on at. the shitty level we're at right now but um sital uh, which I would like to point out, I, I always have the memory alpha open to remind me of specific parts. Well, way to tell him that. I've already told him like eight times no, throughout the no, run no, of the show. Definitely no. <laughs> but I always, I don't really pay attention to it until I've forgotten a name or something. Yeah, you gotta but find it real quick. I wanted to point out that Sital is written with quotation marks every time it's mentioned in this entire article. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like spoiling the... Um, uh, Super unpredictable turn that nobody nobody ever saw it knew. coming. Yeah. But um, he sits down on his bed and he takes out like uh, Alka Seltzer tablet from his. It's boot. like a Necco wafer. <laughs> yeah, it is a Necco wafer. The worst candy ever made. God, yeah. licorice, black licorice is worse. Licorice is definitely worse. <laughs> but um, this is another one of those moments where the seesaw teeters very heavily towards uh. him being the spy. I'd just like to point out that the seesaw is also the deadliest of playground equipment. <laughs> I'm, like, actually pretty sure that's accurate. Cause well, like, they don't make them anymore, really. Yeah, because kids, like, die from them and shit. Like, it's like the thing that smashed. you spin around on, right? Oh, the, the, those the, things would fuck you up. Yeah, you, literal broken bodies were made from that shit. Like, flailing arms. <laughs> yeah. We used to uh, spin them around as hard as we could and then, like, stick our hands and legs out to try to kick kids. Oh my god, that would just break your leg. Yeah, well, take that guy with me, you know? That's true, straight to hell. Fuck you, Timmy. <laughs> but they, uh, we return to the bridge and Data's like, uh, we haven't found any, uh, un- there's no activity out there. Like, none of our sensors are picking up anything. Yeah, nothing's going on. And Some- So something's up. And Picard's like, well, wouldn't like our sensors aren't strong enough at this distance to figure out what's happening. Yeah, he's kind of trying to like, I guess he's trying to like overthink the problem, right? Like, sure, they do get like a subspace communication which was sent two hours ago. Yeah, this is where um, Star Trek gets a little iffy on its science, right? Right, on the technology anyway, because in tons of episodes of Star Trek, they talk. It like live with people all the way across the galaxy but yeah. for some reason these are like pre-recorded messages and they can't talk live with each other I, I don't I'm gonna I'm trying to like play devil's advocate which sure I love that. I, I, I tend to, <laughs> we, as we as we discussed uh, <laughs> but like I, yeah like sometimes like subspace works instantly and sometimes it doesn't work instantly it which could is be like, a distance thing because they're right yeah. at the edge of the neutral zone at this point i guess they're like galoran and core is pretty far away and i guess they're kind of close to galoran and core i don't know i don't know like they're but right like, at the edge of the neutral zone 
Yeah, but that's not too far away from where they're... Because, like... Shut up, Josh! <laughs> I'm thinking, because, like, like, yeah, so it's not that far away. I don't... Maybe they're on, like, some sort of, like, silent running mode? I don't fucking know. I'm not sure. It's, it is important to point out that the admiral that sends the message is the same admiral from Measure of a Man. Yeah, they do a really good job of like keeping that consistent, which is which cool. I like because in most other appearances of admirals, it's always just a different guy every time, or lady, or lady. There are yeah, a lot of lady admirals. Sexist bastard. <laughs> there was a very very mean lady admiral that I admiral remember. Nechayev. Yeah, admiral Nechayev. Nechayev. Admiral Bitchayev. Admiral Bitchayev. Yeah. Damn, she is a mean ass lady, dude. She Fuck. like I've never met anyone that likes her. Like, there's always those people who like Captain Jellico. Yeah, but like I love this. asshole bosses. Like, <laughs> whatever, right? But like, sure, sure. no one likes Nechayev. <laughs> now Nechayev will fuck your life up, dude. Yeah, For, like literally, she will fuck your She's life. She's probably up. super, super awesome to hang out with, though. Like sexually. <laughs> I was waiting for that to loop back around to sex somehow. I kind of like, like it when like they can hit you a lot, and it, like I kind of like that. <laughs> I see that we have different tastes in women. <laughs> I like when they can fuck your life up a little bit. I'm not I'm a big fan that. of that. I like not getting my life fucked up. Oh, that's no fun if there's no life getting fucked up. Brisk. Uh, agree to disagree, sir. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> but um. <laughs> The message is, like, the Federation Council got, like, officially petitioned by the Romulan government yeah. to return the defector. And right. they're like, fuck you, no. Yeah, that, that's not gonna happen. And they're like, look, Picard, it's up to you now. Like, we don't, we yeah. can't make any decisions from here. Like, you're on the cusp of the situation. You're on your own. You get, This is gonna, what's the line? He says, like, I have a feeling this is all going to, like, fall on your shoulders. Yeah. Like, whether we go to war or not. And Picard uh, sighs heavingly because who fucking wouldn't? And then he looks at the camera and he goes, it's 11. <laughs> <laughs> he looks right at the camera and says, how am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> and then they take a commercial, which is what we should do. We'll take a commercial and we'll be right back after these messages. So customers get Ed Sheeran tickets 48 hours before general release. Download Priority on your app store. And we're back with more M-Class goodness. Oh man, I enjoyed the shit out of that advertisement. Hopefully that advertisement makes you buy the good and or service. I think I already know what I'm going to do. Oh yeah? Don't tell me. I won't. You won't ever hear it because you never listen. Yeah, to I'll never know what it is, but I bet it's good. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
when we left our heroes, they were all gathering on the bridge. It's uh, Picard, Data, Crusher, and Jordy. Jordy's here. Jordy's How's here. How's Jordy been? He's he's all right. He's doing all right. He still can't find a lady, but he's doing okay mm, otherwise. You know, it's tough. But he's like, look at this footage, right? Like the warbird yeah. that was chasing Sital's ship slowed down on purpose every time the ship in front of it slowed down. Which is stupid. If you're trying to catch him, why yeah. wouldn't you just shoot him to death? It's really questionable what the fuck... Actually, what possible reason could you come up with besides him being fake, reason. right? Yeah, there's one reason, and that's, like, an evidence to suggest that this is all bullshit. Yeah, and Picard's like, well, what about his wounds, right? Like, could he have inflicted yeah. it on himself? And, like, Crusher's kind of, like, hesitant to admit it. Yeah, she doesn't want to admit it. But he could have. Of course he could have. He's Romulan. They're duplicitous. They learn that the uh, USS Monitor and the USS Hood are on their way, but they're never going to get there in this episode. USS it's Monitor not going to happen. named after the first uh, Union ironclad Civil Warship. The Hood? The Monitor. The Monitor. Okay. The Hood is a British ship. Well, the Hood can suck my dick, then. It can suck my hood. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm, I'm circumcised. I'm circumcised. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Anyway. Well, we are white guys from America. <laughs> That's true. Most of us are. <laughs> we do things a little stupider down here. I mean, most of us are circumcised, not most of us are white dudes from like, America. Yeah, I, got, I know you, man. I know Though, you, man. I'm sure if you look at the listener base of the show, there are a lot of white dudes from America who are listening. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> But, uh, like, all the Federation star bases, outposts, starships are all on alert. And they're like, look, we don't want a war, but we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do a war if they start a war. <laughs> do some war. War were declared. We're going to de- war were declare on What this does that war. button mean? War were declared. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, Picard, it's up to you. Yeah. This is super. No pressure. This is not a great situation. No. Could you imagine being, like, imagine if this wasn't happening to the Enterprise? That's what I mean. Like, the Romulans really luck out in the sense that, yeah. like, I mean, I guess that's why the Enterprise is over there, right? Like, they're they're there because, like, that's the, the cream of the crop, right? Like, that ship is the ship to do this. Imagine if this happened to, like, Jellicoe's ship, and he was oh. like, all right, pretend I'm mad, and I don't want to talk to him, and tell him th- that yeah. he has to wait in my office. Also, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired because you looked at me wrong. I hope RoboCop doesn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> my name definitely isn't Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Dick Jones! I work for Dick Jones! Oh, man. I want to watch that now. RoboCop is my favorite movie. I I love that movie as a child. Uh, they launch a Class 1 probe <laughs> to Nelvana 3. Yep. And um, he, he has data record events. He's like, your oh, dispassioned viewpoint is yeah. necessary. Oh, man, that part really makes me, like, it hits me. Because, like, I love history. Like, I'm, a, I'm like, a layman history fanatic. It's a history and, like, buff. The idea that, like, you, like, Picard is so smart to realize that, like, he just has this living 
recording device, really. Yeah. Like, an I impartial mean, history machine. Yeah, like, he he's... There's a part in him, like, that would be in all of us that fears that, like, history's gonna view him as, like, a warmonger right. who started right. this war on purpose or something. Right. Or, But even just, like, because Picard also loves history, like, just, mm-hmm. like, think about, like, if, like, Herodotus had, like, a, a tape recorder, right? Like, what, like, what we would have, like, because history is always skewed, like, yeah, no matter hit, what you do. The victors write the history, yeah. yeah. Every, it, like, you, lo- there's something immediately lost in the translation, because, like, a human being is processing the information and writing it down, so you're losing valuable facts, what did uh, like what did Abraham Lincoln eat the day he got shot? Like I don't think anybody knows that, right? No, like, I mean the details of history are lost. It's all the grand yeah. scheme of things, right. so you never know the reasons behind anything for the right. most part. You don't know the real precise reason unless you have like science, which is why I love like this like like relatively new like forensic history that's going on now, yeah. where like people are finding things and using science to like piece together like the scientific reasons why things may have happened it's, anyway it's crazy that the further away from history the historical point in time that we get the better we're getting and understanding that point uh that is crazy and it's like very star trek not yeah. to like loop back around but like that's well, exactly what star trek is we need to get looped back around to talking about the episode <laughs> what are we doing a show what yeah doing? we're doing a show I thought I was just talking to you about it. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it loops back around in the show to the beginning play that yeah. Data was practicing King Henry V mm-hmm. because uh, Picard mentions that like he can't be Henry V. He can't disguise himself and walk amongst right. his men on the eve of battle or maybe right. not battle. Who knows? Yeah, this like super momentous point in history, which... like. Picard seems to have been born for. Like, Picard in Star Trek is like, um, think of any, like, in America, we have a few of these people. Like, like George Washington, we always sort of say, like, he was made to have done what he did, right? True. Uh, I mean, like... Uh, World War II heroes, like, that we, that we heroify, mm-hmm. we always say that about, like, guys that were there to, like, save our ass from the fire, right? Like, there are people that are a hundred percent of their time, yeah. Whether they were like heroic or not, like right, Alexander right, right. the Great was a man of his time, right? Usually, they're generals or like, yeah, just like Picard and and uh, Jarak, who you know, like you 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 sort of like say like, oh, these guys were heroes, but to one another person, they're super villains, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, we deify George Washington in this country, but oh, I mean, yeah. he did some pretty heinous shit in his lifetime. Well, he owns, owned people, so Yeah, which is pretty fucking heinous. Yeah, and that's like one of the worst ones you could do. Yeah, out of all of them, I think it's pretty fucking high up there. Yeah, it's like maybe second <laughs> to like owning people and like maybe raping and murder them, which maybe he did that too. We don't, don't know. know. That's another yeah. thing from history that's lost. We don't really know. I mean, some of those people definitely died, and they didn't die because, like, he didn't, like, have a hand in it, right? So. Yeah. I guess, like, second-degree murder or whatever. Third-degree yeah, murder. Yeah. But, um, anyway, in, in the episode, uh, Riker and Troy interrogate Satal. 
Mm-hmm. And they just continually ask him all these questions about like the Romulan strongholds, yeah, bases, and stuff, their yeah. movement schedules, their firepower. Right. And he all he says is like, I was a logistics officer, I only worked in one sector. Right. And I was under Admiral Jurok. Uh-huh. Uh, which will come back into play later. I like how he lo- like he like snaps. He's like irrelevant, irrelevant, irrelevant. It's so good. He's so fucking. This actor is great, and he comes back he, a bunch of times. He's in Star Trek a million times. What do I know him for? He's from a show. Uh, his name is James Sloyan, which is a really cool name. He's from some '80s show. He's from that '70s show. <laughs> He's on. I mean, he's on a million things. He's like one of these dudes, right? Yeah, he he was a ton of shit and a ton of shit. But he's in some sort of show that like he was like the guy, like the dad. He was in Party oh, of Five. No, he's he's uh, fuck. Oh my god, Three's Company. He's when when uh Don Knotts leaves. He's the guy who replaces Don Knotts. Really? Yes. That's <laughs> wow. Him. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess you gotta make a living, right? <laughs> I guess so. I think that's him, right? I don't know. It doesn't say anything about that. In, in I just his... said it was, so it's true. <laughs> well, it's canon to this podcast. <laughs> um, Mr. Roper? No, that's not him. No. Uh, but he, com- anyway. he comes back several times. He's uh, Dr. Pole from DS9, the guy who found Odo. Odo, yeah. He's uh, adult Alexander Rojenko. From Firstborn. No. Yes. That's him? Not the kid. The one from, like, the future. Yeah, that's him? Yeah, that's What's him. What's his name? He's got, like, a fake name. It's Kimtar. Like, uh, Kim Kimtar, yes. And he's also uh, Jatrell from the Voyager episode. Sure, everyone doesn't care about that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he, like, refuses to answer any questions about Romulan's fleet. He, he maintains that he's uh, a patriot, which yeah, is, it doesn't work if you're a defector. You can't be both. Yeah, there's some really cool, like, stories, not to get off on another tangent, but there's some really awesome stories about, like, Soviet pilots who defected to America how they would like bring them to like um like supermarkets cuz like they didn't believe like cuz they were propagandized and they didn't believe that like America was like as prosperous as like was thought yeah so they would be like pull over here like at the supermarket thinking like that they couldn't like the government couldn't have possibly set up these all these fake supermarkets right right and they would go into these supermarkets and the guys would just be like there's so much food here. Like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, this is how it is here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. There's supermarkets everywhere, dude. We there's waste like a lot of food here. Yeah, we're horrible here. <laughs> but, uh, um, they, uh, there's a specific moment where that seems like a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Where, um, they receive a priority message from a Klingon ship. Yeah. And Worf goes to deal with it because he's the token, right? Sure. <laughs> this, well, episode, like, this episode and a lot of other TNG episodes make me think that, like, they're they're all a little racist against Worf, right? They're always sending him to talk to <laughs> well, his own kind. Sense. And I mean, it makes sense. He knows how to talk to, to Klingons. Like, he, I, think, I think that's okay. Like, 
I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. In, like, a modern context, it would be like if, like, during World War II, like, when you were talking to, uh, like, they were sending a message to, like, Japanese soldiers or something. Yeah, but, like, if they you had, had a, a Japanese, Japanese guy do it. Yeah, but if you had somebody who spoke fluent Japanese, like, you absolutely would do that. Well, if they had universal translators, it wouldn't make much sense, would it? Yeah, but, like, you wouldn't, that's the thing, like, the subtlety, man. Like, you could have, like, like, maybe he knows, like, things that the translators like can't translate. He grew up in right? Russia, goddammit. Like <laughs> he doesn't know. I get where you where it's coming from. It's like a different situation. It's not along racial lines, it's along political lines. It's a political cultural lines. Like, yeah. I think I think it's fair to say like that you would use all the tools in the toolbox, right? Sure. Like um, if I was the Klingon captain, I would be really pissed that uh, the captain of the ship I just saved did not thank me. He just sent the security officer to thank me. But anyway, <laughs> um, Data and, and Jordy cling on of you, Jeff. Uh, you fucking know it, baby. That's like later Klingons when they're like really starting to get all like mad about stuff again. Um, Data and Jordy are like looking at the um, probe information that they sent out. Yeah, and they're picking up radio communications and ion disturbances from the planet. Well, there's your fucking fleet, dude. Yeah, they're like, these are obviously, like, cloaked somethings on that planet. We, right. We can't detect a base. We can't detect anything on the planet's surface. But why would these radio signals and ion disturbances exist if right. there's nothing out there? Man, the, the Romulans are such dicks. <laughs> they really are. This is, like, such an elaborate carrot on the stick. It's so crazy. The lengths they had to go to... It's crazy. ...are crazy. And then they get completely fucked over by two more ships appearing. The whole plan. <laughs> I love how just, like, fucked up their society is. Not because, yeah. like, I love that they're, they're fucked up or whatever, but because, like, it's such, like, a stark, like, if we don't watch our shit, we're gonna be like this. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole society of cloak and dagger. Like, nothing is truth. It's exhausting. It's gotta be so exhausting. Um, but we cut to 10 forward, where uh, Data is staring directly at Satal, like, unblinkingly yeah. staring at him. Great. <laughs> and Satal's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, leave me alone, dummy. <laughs> he's like, wait, you're the android. Yeah. There's a there's a ton of Romulan cyber guys who would love to study you. And Data's yeah. like, I don't believe I would like that. Yeah, he's like, I don't find the prospect of that appealing. <laughs> but uh, Data and Sital start talking about how um, Sital will never be able to go back to Romulus. And yeah. he does that actor does some amazing acting in this scene where he's just like so broken hearted about this, but he's still trying yeah. to put it on a tough front. Yeah, it's fucked up. And it Data makes you feel for him, which is such a good even, writing. Even though technique. you're so sure he's a traitor, right. like he's tricking them at this point. Not only is he a traitor, him. at best he's a traitor, right? Which is yeah. Shitty. Or, but at, at worst, he's, like, a liar and a spy, which is even worse. Yeah, but it makes you feel for him still. Yeah, that's good. And Data being, like, the sweetest sweet boy that ever existed <laughs> is like, well, I'll take you to Romulus. Here, yeah, check out this holiday. maybe we can bring Romulus to you, right? You can't yeah. go back, but maybe we can bring it to you. And it, there's a so great scene where Sital is 
like overjoyed at the sight of yeah. Romulus for just a second. And then, like, the crushing realization that this is fake and he'll it's never fake. be able to see, see the real thing again. Yep. And he's just like, turn it off. I don't ever, yep. I don't want to see this. Turn it off. Yep. And he's, he's, he gets his resolve and he says, I need you to set up a meeting with Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. Tell him Admiral Jarak wishes to speak with him. Oh my god! Dun dun dun! He was Admiral Jarak the whole time, and he pulls his mask off, and it's just him again underneath <laughs> the mask. Which is crazy. Why was he wearing the first mask? That must have been very hot. <laughs> like, why did he do that? What a crazy setup. He takes the mask off and his skin is a very slightly <laughs> different shade of green underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Admiral Jarak. That's and what Data says. Data's like, oh my god, it is Admiral Jarak. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm shocked and also a robot, so how is that a thing? Anyway, time for a commercial break. <laughs> uh, but not for us. No, we're good. <laughs> we got some uh, time. <laughs> But uh, they get a priority message again. It's a little while later. We flash forward to a little while later. They get a priority message again from the Admiral, who mm. says that Setal is Admiral Jarak. It has been confirmed. They confirmed it with their whatever, however they do I that. Don't, it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's responsible for the massacre at the Norcan out- outposts. At the Norplant outposts. The Norcan Massacres, they're called. Yeah. Which I don't know what that's about. I don't know anything about that. I don't either. I guess I could click on this link and find out, but I'm not gonna. I'm assuming the Romulans just fuck a bunch of shit up. Yeah, they, they like, before the treaty was signed, they fucking oh, okay, murdered a bunch of people. Um, but Picard's like, how can I believe anything you have to say? Like, you say that you're a man of peace, but you're responsible for the massacres at the mm. Norcan Outposts. How could I ever trust you or believe you to be a man of peace? Right. Jarak does that line that really, that Josh likes a lot, since he mentioned it already, where he says that one man's uh, butcher is another man's hero. Right. Like, we call them the Norcan campaigns or whatever. Yeah. And And that's that's how history is written. Like, yeah, everything that's called a campaign is really just a massacre. It's fucked up, man. It makes you, it really fucks with your brain, like... I, I listen to a podcast, uh, it's a really famous podcast called, uh, uh, what's it called? Fucking Dan Carlin's, uh, uh, history podcast. <laughs> the fuck Le- is it called? Don't ever say the name, Hard- because then people will listen to that and not this. Hardcore History is Damn the Damn it, it, bleep that out! <laughs> um, and, and he, he does a lot of, like, uh, like, like objective as pos- as subjective as possible like American history military history stuff and he does one about Japanese uh, the bombings in World War II and like the atomic bomb mm-hmm. and that one really will fuck you up God, uh, just thinking about that fucks me up his argument his like thesis is like what's worse <laughs> like the atomic like one atomic bomb or all the thousands upon thousands of atrocities committed bombing these countries into submission it's crazy i, don't know. Really, I would like to go for down. zero atrocities if possible but yeah especially the, like the, the, uh, the the historical accounts of like people finding body parts of their family and shit well, it's, it's just the thing that really like the thing that i always bring up in this situation which this is the topic of this podcast is world war ii 
The thing I always bring up when people bring up that, like, well, if we hadn't dropped the bombs, right. then, like, all these people would have died or whatever. But those people right. were soldiers. Yeah. Like, the people who would have died, like, during the war would have been soldiers. They weren't, like, civilians and women and children. Right. Like, the, the purpose for the atomic bomb wasn't to save American soldiers. It was to no. demonstrate that we could blow up a city. Yeah, it was bomb. like, check, check this shit out. Yeah. Don't fuck with us. We right? got a new but fun like, thing. Check this shit we out. We obliterated yeah, two cities worth of people. Yeah. Uh, and, like, a pretty terrible. <laughs> but, I I mean, in the in the podcast, like, he talks about, like, just how terrible all the other things were, too. I'm, like, I so don't doubt it. I don't want to listen to it. It's like almost worse. Like, and that's what's fucked up about it is like that's almost worse than the two atomic bombs, which is and really crazy. That's what happened at the Norcan outposts. Yep, there you go. Uh, so Picard's like, "Look, are you willing to help us like fight the Romulan warbirds? Like, how do we deactivate their cloaking shields? Are you yeah, willing to give us this information?" It. And Jarog's like, "No." Yeah. And he's like, well, look at it from my point of view. Like, you want us to do this thing that could cause a war if we're wrong. But you won't even tell us anything about what we're heading into. You won't give us any of their capabilities. So you have no credibility. You got nothing to stand on. It's not a great (laughs) scenario. And it's like, what did did Jirok think was going to (laughs) happen? I don't know, man. it, It really makes you feel fucking bad for him too yeah because like he's, he's like, doing this thing that at this time we we like we don't know if he really belo- like believe like is believable but like it turns out like he really does give a shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is even more painful for us as right. the audience but which is it's like so fucked up how torn he is it really yeah. fucking sucks and that's he's, like he's trying to stop a war yeah, and that's, like, how fucked up the Romulan... Like, I'm gonna blame the Romulans on this one and say, like, this is the kind of person that they create, where, like, even a good man, like, what Jarak is, like, later, is is completely fucked, because, like, his mind is, like, twisted around to believe, yeah. like, he's a patriot, too, but it's, like, how can you be a patriot to a society that just, like, is this terrible, right? Like, but what's the we, it's sad how closely that relates to real life things. Yeah, it's great. I love being alive now. It's so fun. But uh, it's such a great scene where he's like, I can't betray my people. And Picard's fucking pissed at this point. He's like, you yeah. already have. Yeah, you already did that. You, you should make your back. peace Yeah. with what you've done. Yep. And then we learn a little bit more about Jirok. Yeah, we Jirok. learn about his daughter. Jirok's like, do you have kids? And Picard's like, no. And Jirok's like, uh, you know, when you look down at your daughter's face and yep. you realize that all you're giving her is a future filled with war. Yeah. So he tried to stop the upcoming plans for war with the Romulan High Command. Like, we, we're going to, it's going to destroy the Empire. It's yeah. going to destroy my child. It's going to destroy all your children. You can't do it. And they're like, look, fuck you. Right. We're going to send you to space Siberia. <laughs> and so he's he saw all these like communiques coming through all this information and he yeah. had to defect it, he did it for his baby who later becomes commander Jarok in Star Trek Online which is 100% canon it is to me <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
insert the gif of the guy yelling that in the wrestling thing. It's real yeah. to me. It's real to me, damn it. Um, but he's he has this like really fucking heartfelt moment where he's like, you know, his my daughter's gonna grow up and think that I'm a traitor, but at least she'll grow up. Right, like it's better to be uh, a villain, I guess. Yeah, dude, it's such a fucking thin line. It's yeah. so crazy. The best part about this scene isn't what we learn about Jirok. Mm-hmm. It isn't that we as an audience grow to care about this character and feel that he's doing the right thing. Yeah. It's that Picard is completely fucking stone cold after he yeah. hears this. He straight up just says, unless you com- uh, give me your unequivocal cooperation, I'm not doing anything. It, de- it demonstrates, like, how fucked up, like, how hard it is for, like, one group of people to trust another group of people. like Especially the Romulans. Well, that's Exactly. And, like, that sounds, like, super cold and racist, but the Romulans really do fuck themselves out of, like... I mean, eventually, like, karmically, like, they super get fucked, but, like... I mean, like, all they have to do is just, like, not be so psycho. <laughs> and, like, they can just be, like, live normally in, in, a, in a galaxy with, like, other people. But they can't. They're, like, incapable of it. We're 100% spacist on this They're, fucking program. No! It's their fault! <laughs> they started it, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, if they didn't right? have green blood, damn it. <laughs> Fucking green-blooded pieces of crap. <laughs> we kicked your ass at the fucking Battle of Charon, you fucks. Remember, remember Karan, you fuckers. Never forget, bitch. Um. Anyway, so they, Jirak gives him all the information he asked for about the Romulan fleet, where they're at, what they can do, everything. Yeah. So they decide to go to Nelvana Three. Yeah, they're, like, going to cross the neutral zone, which is super illegal. Yeah, it's, it directly violates the Treaty of Algeron. Not a, not a good idea. Here's a pro tip for anybody that's going to get into politics or world affairs. Yeah. Uh, violating treaties is a no-no. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> um, when they do arrive at Nelvana 3, there's nothing there. Yep, of course. There's uh, literally nothing there. There's not even any marks on the planet to show that there was ever anything there. It's as smooth as a Klingon's second dick. <laughs> is that is that real? <laughs> they have one smoothie dick and one super not smoothie dick. They got one that looks like their forehead. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Space. Just like, just like how fucking our... spacist. Di- well, our dicks look like our foreheads, don't they? No. <laughs> Jeff, put a picture of your dick up on the internet and your forehead. I won't be able to tell them. All right, let me post it. <laughs> yes, tricked him. Wait. I mean... Wait, wait one fucking second, Josh. This is a PNG. Hold on. So close. <laughs> <laughs> it's a PNG. It's a little big. The picture, I mean. You're no. right. It is a little big. <laughs> um. Anyways... <laughs> Um, they they can't find anything, and even all like the radio signals and shit they were they were uh, reading before are just like yeah, orbiting the planet. They're obviously yeah. a satellite of some sort. Yeah, uh, God, uh, it's, uh, fucking. 
And so if they I call was... they call Jarok. And uh he's like but but I but I was but they, but they yeah. did the thing, but it was yeah, he bully, he bu- he bought it. Like he bought the the lie, which is God, man. Like fucking Romulans. Like what are you doing? You're just wasting your fucking time. Yeah, like, dude, but it's so Sith like. It's so it's such a a dark. Uh, I I use the Sith because like they're easily comparable, but in real life, it's very fascist. Like, yeah, it's, only it's a very fascist survive. society. Only the strong survive, right? If you can't handle it, you're done. You're out. Meaning you're dead. And fucking Picard drops the hammer on him. Where he just looks him dead in the eyes and he says, Perhaps this whole thing could just be a test of your loyalty to the Empire. Yeah, it's like, he's fucking over it. And I don't blame him, man. I'd have been like, man, this is so crazy. (laughs) But fucking, they like turn around real fast. They're like, "Let's get out of here!" Jeez, and <laughs> Jordy, and he's like, "You got it, <laughs> you got it, Captain." <laughs> and he he tilts his newsboy cap. And I was gonna say he has a newsboy cap <laughs> on. And he's like, "All right, let's get out of here." He's like, "Short round from fucking." <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Captain. But um, <laughs> no time for love, Captain Picard. Like two warbirds decloak and start firing. And yep. and everybody's like, oh no, we yeah. got caught with our pants down. Exactly. Uh, but Picard's like, don't fire back, Mister Wolf. And Wolf's like, but the fuck? I love shooting stuff. But when am I gonna get to kill something? I love photon torpedoes. <laughs> but like, they get hailed by the lead Romulan ship, and it's. Fucking Commander Tomalock. Oh, this fuck, dude. Oh, my God. This guy is great because he's so evil. He's so fucking grimy. He's such a shit. He's like, well, Captain, it seems I have you at an advantage. It's so petty. It's such a perfect demonstration of, like, how, like, petty these these people are. Like, Like, they, it wasn't enough to, like start this war almost like really it was about some dickhead's ego right like the Romulan Empire as like a whole their ego wouldn't be satisfied unless they catch the captain doing exactly what they yep. caught the Romulans doing right it's so Except fucked up this time you guys started the war and yeah, we're gonna win it now it's your fault right it's it, so dumb like it's, it's just stupid Tom Hawk is like Deliciously relishing in every fucking word he's saying, like, which is gross because relish is disgusting. It is disgusting. I fucking nobody hate fucking relish. likes relish. But uh, he's like, <laughs> our subspace radio signals and ionization were coming yeah. from only a cloaked probe sent to conduct archaeological <laughs> research. And he like twirls his non-existent mustache. Yeah, he fucking does that smile that the Grinch does with his whole fucking face. <sighs> yeah, he's so evil. And he's the same color, too. <laughs> oh, no! Hey, I can't help it that society has made us not like green things because they're aliens. That's like the way it goes in our Earth stupid centric viewpoint. I guess we know who the real spacist is on the program. It's not me. I'm saying. And it's saying. not the Southerner for some <laughs> reason. But Tom looks like I'm going to take the Enterprise apart. Peace. 
piece by piece. Oh, I love when he's like, I'm going to uh, display your hull in the square on Romulus. Like, that's so good. And it's as a warning to any other potential traitors. Yeah, like, they're going to, like, the troops are going to be inspired by it. I mean, the Enterprise is huge. I don't know what the fuck they're going to, like, part they're going to put. I don't know. Jirok's like, what have you done, Tomalok, you bitch? <laughs> you stupid butthole. <laughs> and Tomalok is like, Dema- I, I demand the traitor be returned and the Enterprise yeah. crew surrender. Yep. And Picard's like, nah. Nah, bro. And Tomalok's like, I knew you would say that. Yeah, he thinks he's got him. He's like, and Picard's like, uh, well, how about this? You green prick, and then two, (laughs) (laughs) three of them, Klingon, uh, three Klingon ships appear surrounding them, and Tomalok's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) homina, 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 and he's Tomalok's like, if we fire, you'll still die, and and Picard's Picard's like, and if we fire, you'll you'll die. die. Mutually assured destruction. It's this again. Yep. It always comes back to this with oh, Star that's what Trek, happens doesn't it? Weapons that like can just blow up a planet. Like yeah. I mean the ships are like insane. Like And he's like, Do you want to die together, Tomalok? Oh, it's so good. Oh god. And he, and Tomalok is like, uh I like he's so great too, because he's like I, I, I hope to see you soon or whatever. I, I will enjoy our next meeting. And it's such yeah. a Romulan like I I definitely came out of this on top, and it's yeah, like, like I didn't lose. Back. I'm gonna right. get you next time. Right? It's oh man, damn Romulans are so fascinating. Yeah, dude. fucking the best moment in the entire episode. The moment that like hits you like a ton of fucking bricks. Jarak standing by himself, staring off into nowhere, says, yeah. "I did it for nothing. He's just my home, my family. Well, for nothing." That's, I mean, that's that's what happens with that shit. That's what happens with the, the people like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think we, like, kind of, like, I say we. I mean, like, I think people, when they watch this episode, like, kind of take the wrong lesson away from this. Like, you come out of this, like, because, like, like you said earlier, like, we always say we as the Federation. Like, you and I are in yeah. the Federation. But this really about, like, the Romulans being more close to how we are now than... Yeah, I mean, this is like Romulan 101. If we were going to do a Romulan collection, it would probably star this one. We did that. (laughs) Did we? Yeah. Okay, when we did a Romulan collection, it should have starred this one. (laughs) (laughs) Your mind is clouded by how awesome the Satan's collection was. Yeah, it really did fuck me up for all other collections. I mean, hail Satan, but you know. Yeah, 666. Um, but like they they go into his quarters later and they find his dead body. He ate that di- that dirty ass Neko wafer yeah. in his boot. Like or we thought earlier in the episode, us as as in the audience, audience thought the yeah. Neko wafer was some sort of like yeah uh, sabotage device. It's a, or or like a communication device. Yeah, you, you automatically suspect, which is goddamn such Ronald D. Moore fucking brilliance. Like you think that that's like a some kind of nefarious thing and it is sort of but not the way you thought it was like it's a suicide pill it's a fucking it's a fucking tooth with cyanide in it yeah. right 
and he he takes it and he dies and he left a letter for his daughter and yeah. data has a great line where he says he must have known that we right. could never deliver that right and picard says maybe there will be a day sometime in the near future yeah when we can yep and this episode ends very very fucking sadly but it's so goddamn good. It's so good. It's such a fucking great episode. Yeah. I always forget how good this one is, which I think is a testament to how good this show is. There's like, so many good episodes that some yeah. of them get lost in there. This is season three, so this is really when the show starts kicking, right? You're like, okay, here we go. Like, this is Star Trek. This is the new Star Trek when it first aired. Like, this ain't, this ain't your daddy's Star Trek anymore, right? Man. <laughs> Man. It's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. I I love this episode. Um I don't know what else to say, so I hate Romulans though. <laughs> Rom yeah, I can tell. I can tell you're kind of spacist against Romulans. Look, here's the here's some truth. I hate Romulans because I see ourselves in them. There's, It's a mirror. There is a mirror when it comes to Romulans. And I mean, all of the Star Trek races, right. to one degree or another, are Represent. a mirror held up to humanity. Yeah, some aspect of humanity. The, the Romulans are, they're, they're fascist and they're, uh, they're, they're just evil in a lot of ways. Like, not them as people, but like their, their government and their lifestyle, like their way of doing government things um i don't know i don't know it's it now especially watching it in the time that we are recording this podcast in which is november what time is it november 15th 2018 at 107 a.m if anyone was wondering (laughs) yeah 107 in the morning uh It's tough to like see the Romulans and not hate them because of America right now and like all the fascist shit going on and like how sick of it I am, <laughs> you know. It's uh, the the Romulans are like an always looming threat of what yeah. we could become. Yes, and we, I've never felt closer to that yeah, precipice sucks. before. And I mean, all around the world, this type of thing is happening. Like, right? There's there's always that like nerdy joke that everybody loves to do that like, oh, we're living in the mirror universe. Right. Yeah. But that's that's really not that far from true. I think <laughs> like, we're living. I, I think that that's a joke that people who don't really know about Star Trek say. But we're really living in the pre-World War III Star Trek universe. Yeah. That's exactly where we're at. But, like, the thing is, World War III was supposed to happen in, like, the 80s. Well, in old Star Trek, but not in not in this Star Trek. Well, I mean, the Bell Riots took place in the 90s. No, in Deep 20, Space Nine. 2013. 20-something? 20 2020? I think it's coming up. Isn't it? Uh, 2024. Yeah. Oh so, well, we're still yeah, headed we, that way. We got we got some World War Three to do, but that's but that's the thing is like right now we're seeing like criminal enterprises in our real world exert fascist power and use the idea of authoritarianism and fascism against like people who are afraid of like brown skinned people and like people who are different than them, which is exactly what happens in in 
Earth on Star in Star Trek, like before. Yeah, Zephyr I mean, Cochran. the like, the shittiest part of it is that like we have the Bell riots, World War Three, yeah. the eugenics wars, and yeah, those then are maybe the we can form an or- a world government. Well, also we need to have a genius who invents faster than light travel. If we haven't already invented it, I'm looking at you, American aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Look. If we can get a drunk to invent faster than life technology, we'll be fine. We'll be probably okay. And also, if the Vulcans are real. Yeah, we definitely need the Vulcans. They're a big part of why why that happens. It's good that the Vulcans helped us make it to space so that uh, we could be extremely racist to them during baseball games (laughs) 600 years later. Uh, hey, look. <laughs> Here's the thing about Vulcans. It, does it have something to do with the color of their blood or skin, Josh? <laughs> no. What it has to do with? No, I don't know. I don't know. Just He's got crazy. nothing but the blood and skin. I, He's I got, got nothing. nothing I'm all. I'm all smoking mirrors. Uh, no. Fu- John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, this was the first episode of Star Trek to air in the 90s. That's a perfect one. The first. When did it come out? What? Isn't that uh, a fun fact? It is fun. How interesting. I had a fun time saying it. Uh, it came out January 1st, 1990. Wow. On New Year's Day. Yep. Of the most important decade of our lives. It seems like it. Well, it was our formative year. Well, mine, anyway. You're a little younger than me. I was alive then, Josh. You were alive. I was being formed into a person. It was formative. (laughs) Here's a very, very fun fact of the week for you. A super rare, very, very fun fact. Uh, Wesley Crusher does not appear in this episode. Which probably is the sole reason it's good. (laughs) Apparently there's an episode of Battlestar Galactica written by Ronald D. Moore that starts almost the exact same way. Is uh, this episode? episode? Hero. I don't remember that one. Uh, a fighter pilot who thinks he's escaped from the custody of the Cylons. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. There don't you go. Too much. That's a show that exists that I've heard that's about. That's probably the only, weirdly enough, that's probably the only Battlestar episode that doesn't have like a payoff really it's sort of a one-off it does in in a a a weird way but not like a super important way fuck you ronald d moore get your shit together (laughs) ronald d moore wrote four seasons of the most incredible show ever and one of those episodes deep space nine (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm talking about i just i really do find the romulans fascinating like i think uh, no, I did 100% go on record saying Romulans are my favorite Star Trek villains. They're better than the Klingons, I mean, for sure. Like, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I also find them to be uh, super fascinating. They're they're perfect in almost every way. They're the Sith, right? Like, you can't get rid Except of them. Except interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Got him. What'd you say? I said, Except interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about the Sith outside of the movies, so. Well, they're the, the whole the, only the strong survive, right? Like, sure. Like, uh, only only the, the Ray means. Park survives. I know. 
Only Braveheart survives? Only Ray Park survives. Ray Park, yeah, he does survive. He gets uh, spider legs. He does, and then he gets kind of normal legs. Well, he gets normal legs because he's going to be in a movie soon, and you can't put those fucking spider legs in there. The Mandalorians give him the normal legs. Why is everything about Mandalorians now? It wasn't. This is from the Clone Wars. They do it in the show. I mean, like, they're doing a Mandalorian show now. Because people really want Boba Fett to be interesting, but he's kind of not. No, he looks cool. He does look cool, but Mandalorians are are cool. They're like the Star Wars Klingons. You have a really cool fight with him in Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not really cool. I just hated the IG-88 trash component. God, that fight. fight. The thing is, he looks exactly like the garbage. You can't fucking see him. And he, like, ports around, like, real fat. It's yeah. crazy. I fucking that hate fight that sucks. fight. That one and the one where you fight the Daigon. Who? What is it called? The fucking, like, trash compactor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that fight sucks a dick, too. Anything that you fight in or around trash sucks. Yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, I feel like we've probably talked a decent amount about this episode. It's one of the best ones. And that's the thing about when we go through, like, a really good episode. We don't go off on tangents as much, and we don't shit on it as much, so the episodes tend to be kind of shorter. I don't know. We definitely went off on some tangents. That's that's true. <laughs> we talked about World War Two. We talked about Ed Sheeran's was, gross face. Those were both related. Those were related. <laughs> Look, I don't want to say this, uh, but Ed Sheeran probably started World War II, so there you God go. God damn! Also, how do we know Ed Sheeran isn't a secret Romulan? We don't know that. Uh, Has anyone ever tested his God. blood? Is he a green-blooded hobgoblin? Probably. I'm <laughs> terrified of what that means for the future of humanity. If the Romulans got here first... We're fucked, man. We would get along with them better, I think. <laughs> we would understand them better, probably, right? Because they're, like, dicks and we're dicks. So. <laughs> That's the big thing with, like, why we butted heads with the Vulcans for so long, is we didn't understand them. Right. How can you not want to, like, fucking kill? That's what right. we've done for all of our existence. But also, the Vulcans were sort of fucked up for a little while. You gotta watch Enterprise. Yeah, I know. I know about they, that. Also, uh, the Vulcans are, like condescending pricks which no one no human being loves <laughs> but then we kind of just learn to love it uh, uh, it reminds me of when I first met Mike Sadorf <laughs> I remember vividly when do, I first met do him and, tell. I, and I thought to myself I thought I could either hate this person or love this person and I decided that I would love him and I do you decided? I've never had that moment where I decided how I was going to feel about somebody. I knew that Mike... I knew the type of person Mike was. I could just tell. I knew either I could decide to have a problem with how uh, he was, which is... He's very smart. One of the smartest people I ever met. Or I could just be like, yeah, sure, let's be friends. I've never had that moment. I always gradually develop an opinion of somebody. I do have, like, the snap first opinion that I try not to go with. Do you ever have love at first sight? Uh, yeah. No. That means no. (laughs) No, I've never had love at first sight. I always always fall in love gradually. 
I there were times when there's been a, at least one time where I was like, oh no, I love this person. I know what I I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just luck or maybe that it's probably just worked like, out good. It, it I mean it didn't, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean it wasn't a thing. I guess that's true. I mean I right. don't I'm not one of those people who doesn't believe in love at first sight. I just don't think it's something I do. Well, if we want to get like real like uh, scientific about it. I, Whatever uh, attracted me to this person, I recognized immediately as purely sexual, right? Like, that so could it was more like lust at first sight. Well, what's the difference? We just make up the this idea of love, like uh, love is like a. I mean, textbook wise, there's really no difference. It's all about like yeah. the endorphins that are released in your brain. Right, love is action, right? So love comes from, from like, not fucking people up. <laughs> yeah. Love is really just not fucking somebody up, right? Love like, is, like, a deeper form of like. Like, yeah. you you just have more like. Yeah, it's just stronger like. Yeah, and it's... I guess it's that's true. the difference between a relationship that works out well and one that doesn't. Is well, that, relationships like, if, can... That's my experience, obviously. Like, I mean, I'm very uh, cerebral... <laughs> Sound like a total dickhead, but like that's I, fine. I, I always th- I'm making you sound good. <laughs> I always think that like I mean in my experience with like people that I've been with, like I obviously love them, but that doesn't mean that you're gonna be with somebody. That's a lie that we're told. Is like oh well, no, you love somebody, like, you're gonna be. Sometimes with things don't work out, right. and like sometimes right. like those emotions. And that's fine. Sometimes That's those okay. emotions aren't enough to carry you. Like right. all the time, they're not enough to carry you. You have to right. like There's want to continue, right. right? You have to yes. You have to re up. You got to have a meeting about what you're gonna do next. You got you got to go to the meeting yeah. about the meeting to figure out if you yes. can stay together. Thank right? you. <laughs> Finally, it comes back. That's from a thing that most of our listeners aren't even gonna know about. If you want to hear the thing, go to patreoncom podcast and donate to us, and let's get money. <laughs> yeah, if you give us your money on patreoncom podcast, you can get another podcast from us where we talk about other topics like love and chemical attraction and meetings. <laughs> really selling this. Yeah. Um. Not only that, but you'll also get uh, some little writing tidbits, some audio logs oh, yeah, inside the, the Star Trek logs. universe. Yeah. Written by us, voiced by us. It's good shit. I typed mine out with my dick. Uh, I didn't type mine. <laughs> I just said it. Because I'm a consummate professional. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need a script. That's why they let us on the internet. You don't let people on the internet who don't do things professionally. That's why Josh's is going to be better than mine, because he took the time to type it out. <laughs> I just fucking winged mine from a bunch of ideas I had, but whatever. You wing-wanged wing it. Yeah, I wanged it. Wing-wanged it over the stone fence. Uh... I wanted to say something before we got to the ending part, but now it doesn't matter. Oh, we also do commentary tracks. We did one for um, fucking uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Which is a great movie. It's a great movie, and we had a great time making it. And at least one person liked it. So hopefully you will, too. (laughs) That's all I care about. (laughs) 
Uh, if you'd like to get some more of this good M-Class content, maybe you've missed some episodes, you don't know what the collections are that we've done already, yeah. you can head over to mclasspodcast.wordpress.com and all of our episodes are sitting there waiting for you to ogle <laughs> with your ears with and your, your eyes. eyes. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us over on Twitter to learn about all the new comings and goings of your favorite Trek boys <laughs> at mm-hmm. M Class Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com, singular, and we'll read it on the next program we're going to record tonight. Yep, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Fuck it. <laughs> it's an all nighter, boys and girls. We're going to stay up all night and talk about cute boys. Oh, shit. I like this cute boy, but mostly let's watch Biodome. Fuck yeah. That movie is not good. No, that's a bad movie. That is like a 90s movie that I will not go to bed for. <laughs> that, that is a bad film. <laughs> that Skip that one. I'd still watch it. Whatever. Skip it. <laughs> Whatever. I'll still watch it. But anyway, uh, tune in next week for more M-Class goodness when we'll be back with another episode of Ben Beeler's Defection Collection. Nice. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm mentally ill.